This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, so... Hello, Phil. Hello, JB. This is weird because we are stuck here in the rugby dungeon after trying to record two podcasts, and now we're on the third attempt, and there's no Tim. But there was Tim for the first two attempts. There was. So but we'll we'll it, explain that and lots more. But in the meantime, you and I are going to put our hands in hands in and pod on three. Ready? Ready. One, two, three. Pod. Hello and welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm I'm JB, joined in studio by Phil. Hello JB. And down the line, there is no Tim. Tim is not here. We've had a technical malfunction with the Egg Chasers shipping container. Well, actually what happened is he asked Steve Diamond about the TJ Ioni po- <laughs> uh, head concussion protocol <laughs> and he's now had to go for an HIA himself <laughs> um, we would also read you a review from iTunes because thankfully lots of you have done that and that's really really appreciated but Tim has reviews so we can't do that there was a really good one about empathy so we, we enjoyed that but you can follow us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast and you can follow us on Facebook type in Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast yeah and if you want to know what a podcast looks like when you're trying to dial into someone with no Wi-Fi. I mean, if there's ever been a good argument for Brexit, it is the French Wi-Fi system. <laughs> uh, I don't think Brexit is going to solve the French Wi-Fi no, I'm pretty, system. No, I'm pretty sure that's what the vote was about. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we uh, we have no Tim because the Wi-Fi in French is med French in France is medieval. Yes. Um, so, so well, so what we're going to do, me and JB are going to record a very short, the 20-minute, three key games from the weekend between the two of us. And then tomorrow night, so Monday night, uh, we will record a full thing with Tim in the Egg Chaser shipping container, but on British soil, so we've got good, solid British Wi-Fi. Yeah, British Wi-Fi for British people, as Tim says. (laughs) British Uh, qualifying Wi-Fi. So on Tuesday, you'll have the full podcast uh, without just the two of us prattering on about yeah. all sorts of nonsense. A podcast with more empathy. Exactly. 100, uh, 100% more 100% empathy. 100% more empathy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's probably kick off after, of course, we mention our good friends at Cornerstone. The best subscription raises you can possibly get. Better than Wilkinson Sword, better than Gillette. And don't just believe us. Check out the uh, GQ Awards where they beat, well, 
Gillette, Wilkinson Sword, everyone. And everyone else, yeah. And everyone else. Uh, go on to uh, Cornerstone forward slash Egg Chasers, or you can use... Egg 10 at checkout. Well done, Phil. Uh, for your starting order, as little as as £4, and you also get... Is it 20% off or 10% off? You get some substantial amount off because you listen to this podcast. Exactly. Okay. Let's kick off with Friday night. It was Leinster versus Montpellier in Dublin. What happened, Phil? It was an absolute beatdown. It was... I had this game all wrong. I expected... Montpellier to use their enormous pack and even more enormous backline, um, the a backline that outweighed the Leinster backline by more than two stone a man. That is incredible. <sighs> but I was expecting them to kind of play Montpellier to play a very uh, attritional, pragmatic game of, of rugby, um, suffocate Leinster. But Leinster were just far too good. Leinster's pack with a more than a few internationals fronted up equally well and their back line with likes of ring rose with sexton back to his best with adam burn uh the winger and he's the very o- good isn't he the other burn who came on at fly half performing who- very well now i don't know was this is this a shock or is this a result to be expected uh well it shocked me just in the manner so i i expected leinster to win but i did not expect the manner of the victory because um, Montpellier are a very good team. They're in the top few in the the top fourteen, and they do they they know how to win tight games. But this was just that's it, isn't it? I mean, they're very boring, very pragmatic, <laughs> they're very efficient. But these aren't necessarily bad traits. They're the traits of a very mature, very successful outfit. Yeah, and they've got a coach under Jake White who knows exactly how to win very important, effectively knockout rugby games like this. Yeah. Um, so it, the manner of the victory does surprise me, but looking at it from the other way, it's a real marker f- from Leinster to mm. go to go and in, against what is a very good team, very good, very big Montpellier team, albeit they did have the red card, um, to go and put in such a performance and, a, and an 80-minute performance as well. That is a real statement of intent. Because, the, I mean, the, I'll, I'll tell you something else as well. I didn't know that Joe Tamorni could play 12, or did play 12. No, uh, I didn't know that either. I think that's the first time I've ever seen him play and 12. I'm also sure he's put on a tremendous amount of timber. Oh, well, it's the uh, Montpellier way, isn't it? Well, I don't. I mean, did he not used to be very lean and fast? I know he's very hard-hitting. Uh, I've always thought of him as quite big, like a, maybe a Rennie Ranger type. Uh, but probably not quite as big as he currently is sitting at. Yeah, and with his hair as well, he just looks like a dishevelled mess. <laughs> well, very much like Rennie Ranger when he went to France. Yeah, that's true. No, Rennie Ranger was always a little bit quicker, a little bit more, I don't know. Explosive. Yeah, um, I don't know, tomorrow he just looked a little bit heavy set. Yeah. So, mm. and also, like, they, it's hard to say they didn't show it to play, or that they have a French mentality, because their pack is half Georgian and it's half South African. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's no excuse for the French laissez-faire attitude to away games, is there? Yeah. Uh, the one thing I took out of this, and I'll expand this to Munster as well, is I find the Irish province is now very old-fashioned. Is that an insult or a compliment? It's it's a huge compliment, and what I mean by that is, you know, all the other teams in the competition are products of meddling and. You know, they they basically result from rules and regulations and constraints in their league. So the English teams who adhere more strictly to, say, salary caps, 
then the French teams have a more kind of even distribution of talent. The French teams, who have no salary cap, just tend to bring in bring in all the stars. And you have these Irish teams, which are full of Irish players, and they feel like good old-fashioned representative rugby teams, where they get the best players in that region, or sorry, province. They <laughs> put them they put them together, and there's some real pride in in what they do and the jersey that they wear. Uh yeah, I, w- I would say that, particularly the Leinster and Munster performances this weekend. You can tell the pride in the jersey. The, I mean, the Munster to go away to Glasgow. Um, absolutely incredible win. But yeah, the pride in the, the jersey is uh, is quite remarkable. And it, it, that victory puts Leinster in the top two, um, yeah. as in the top two ranked teams in the tournament after Saracens only got a draw they've they've fallen down to the third best ranked team in the tournament so it's Leinster and Claremont one mm. one and two with then Saracens and Munster in three and four yeah um uh, yeah I don't think that those tables are wrong I think actually there's a good reason for those teams being there and you know an eight try demolition of a very good Montpellier team uh I'm not sure they're favorites but you know they're certainly right up there they're in the conversation they they're in the top four. Mm. That, for me, those teams, I think, are clearly ahead. Mm. Did you manage to catch what I thought might be the game of the week? Actually, you tell me if you think it's the game of the week. Munster, Glasgow. Um, I did catch it. I'm not sure. Uh, was it the game of the week? It produced, alongside the Wasps game, the best finish of the week. Yep. Um, actually, I'd probably say the Glasgow finish was even better because it was... I mean, it's a hell of a try. The the Sayili finish, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Glasgow play in anything other than a cold a cold night <laughs> when it's dark. Because every time I watch them in Scotsdale, the image I have of Glasgow is uh, is hard-working pack with that steam coming off them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always pitched when, when they played... Um, Certainly, their home games when they played Leicester, yeah. when they played Ulster this year in the Pro Twelve, um, this game and a few other Friday night games we've seen. This uh, is turning into a bit of a grudge match, isn't it? The oh. Munster Glasgow rivalry. Well, I mean, Glasgow didn't need any further motivation for the team talk, other than the memory of the beatdown that they got. Yeah, uh, by fourteen men. Toman Park. Yeah, after the Keith Earls red card. Um, but Munster are. They are playing so well at the moment. Um, and so well with only a few absolute superstars. Yes. And I say only a few. They've got Zebo, they've got Conor Murray, they've got CJ Stander, who in their positions are three of the best in, in Europe and in the world at the moment. And then they've got a lot of very good, very well-disciplined, very well-drilled players. Competent players. Yeah, but they're just getting... They are more than the sum of their parts at the moment, it seems. Yeah. I, I tell you what I thought as well, the difference between the two teams. There was a high shot on a, on a Munster player. And I just the, thought, when this high shot came, I can't remember who, who was it, it was. Was it the hog yellow card? No, it wasn't, actually. It was before that. Um, and it happened. And I just thought, you don't high shot a Munster player because all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> runs like to, the, like to the breakdown. There's lots of... I mean, it used to be... Um, Fists flying every, everywhere, but now it's all just you know grabbing of shirts and saying nasty things. But you still get that intensity, and I don't think that was quite there with the Glasgow pack or the Glasgow team in in general. Actually, 
Yeah, maybe not. Um, you do the likes of Peter O'Mahony and Donica Ryan, um, those boys who would you would follow them into battle because they would always have your back. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a great mentality, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't think twice uh, about getting into a pub fight if you were part of the, <laughs> the Munster Pack you got those, those boys behind you. <laughs> yeah. but, so that for that that group is quite interesting because that propels Munster into that top four um, looking for the, the home quarter final. And Glasgow, they've still got a good chance of qualifying, but I mean, you always say it, you win your home games and you're going through and they lost their home game, which, yeah. is, a, which is a big blow and it does make their life more difficult going forward. Mm. Um, well, two two things on this. Um, firstly, the game made me very sad uh, because... Go on. No, go on. It's very sad. Very sad. I'm a bit confused. Go on. Made me very sad because I was watching it and I thought, wow, couldn't the Pro 12 be amazing? <laughs> couldn't it be amazing if they all just took it seriously and put out these teams every week? This this could be the premier rugby competition. If I saw that every week, I'd watch it every week. It's a great performance. So, great game. Yeah. Oh, and two teams that can really, really play. Yeah. The second thing I thought was, is Finn Russell a game manager of the highest calibre? Um, I think that wasn't the finest example of, of his work. Which okay, give me, give me the game where you thought that that is the guy to lead Scotland to a World Cup, well, or a Six Nations title, or anything. Uh, a signature game for Finn for Finn Russell. Um, when they won the Pro Twelve a couple of seasons ago, he was instrumental not just in the final but the knockout stages and and the whole the whole season his two performances against Racing Metro this season have been incredible so yeah but there's there's a Ra- lot of game tape there's far more game tape showing his quality but Racing you can't really call Racing a huge test anymore I don't think especially not in in Europe don't just don't tell Aaron Major that yeah do not tell yeah <laughs> yeah I mean they 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 were a huge challenge for Aaron Major um <laughs> Uh, and when they've come up against really tough competition, Munster home, home, at home and away, we'll see him against Leicester next week. He hasn't quite been the player that he needs to be. It, that's my that's my opinion. It's it's interesting because we've also got quite a lot of game tape of him playing for Scotland, where um, Scotland have come so close to winning the game, yeah, and not quite got over the line. I mean the last two times they played Australia in the World Cup and in the Autumn Internationals and they've been so close and not quite done it so maybe there is something there but I do think he's only a young player I think he's um, an absolutely outstanding he's one of the best now, uh, fly halves maybe something for when we incorporate Tim tomorrow in tomorrow's podcast yeah but if you're him now and you're developing on this trajectory you're slowly improving with Scotland. You've got a really nice setup at Glasgow. Do you think your development is going to be aided? And also, do you really care about your development, or do you just want to go for extra money to say France or England? Um, I think his development could be aided with a change of scene, possibly. But that that is a risk because Glasgow are a very good team, a very good team both in terms of the results they're getting, but also in the way they play. They've got, like you mentioned before, they've got a good, solid pack. They've got some very excited, very talented backs. And you're also, the advantage of playing there is he's playing with a lot of the people he will play with internationally. So mm. he's playing with, with Seymour, with Bennett, with Hogg, um, with a lot of the forwards. So there's, there's big advantage. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And just staying at Glasgow. Um, moving to the Premiership, you could argue he's going to get more higher level tests because you're not playing Zebra and Dragons and Treviso. Careful now, mate. If the Pro 12 fans hear you saying that, oh, you get all sorts of hate. But f- for me, I, th- I think he's where he is, certainly for now. And in... I don't know, how old is he, 23, 24? Like in six or seven years' time, he could... So seven years is two two World Cups. Uh, seven years' time, six, seven years' time, he could look at um, moving to France for a bit of a payday. But I think stay where he is. Glasgow, can they still qualify? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And what's their situation? Because Munster must be topping the pool now. Munster are top, Glasgow on 14 points, um, which puts them eighth in the overall rankings. Um, so... If they win their next game, they would qualify. It is in their hands to qualify. Excellent. And lastly, before we move on from this, uh, uh, the hog card. Uh, a little bit soft in terms of the actual contact, uh, but probably because of where it was on the field, as in, if he doesn't foul him, then it's a try. Yep. If he doesn't hit him in the head, then it's a try. Then yeah. I, I that's, that's the difference. I think if it was on the halfway line, I don't think much would have happened. It was soft, but undoubtedly it did affect the outcome because he might have struck him in the face. It might not have been hard, but he did kind of wobble into the next tackle. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was probably the right call. Did the referee ask the right questions? Uh, I can't remember what the question he asked. Uh, is there enough empathy? <laughs> and is he British enough? <laughs> uh, then yes, yes. C- categorically the correct questions fantastic um of course the other match in that group which i don't think it has many permutations for the entire competition but it's worth talking about well shall we wait because the other match in that group is leicester racing that's exactly shall we wait until tim is with us tomorrow and we can talk about him in detail because he was obviously there interviewing dan carter amongst others ah yeah that's probably why then so we've covered a game from friday night yeah we've covered a game from uh from saturday both of which, well, we've we've counted three Pro 12 clubs so far. So shall we go for the the hat-trick and talk about a game from Sunday which included a Pro 12 club? No. No, I don't think we should. <laughs> and this is this is why. Because um, there was another game on, and when we incorporate Tim tomorrow, he's not going to let me talk, talk, talk about it. So why don't we talk about the Toulon game? <laughs> I don't want to let you talk about it. What? I want to talk about Scarlet Saracens. The other thing is, Tim was actually at Toulon oh. sale. Okay, fine. Let's talk about um, 
Scarlett Saracens then. Uh, what do you want to say about it? What a performance by Scarlett's. Is it what a performance though? It, it was... I mean, they're at home. For 75 minutes. They're at home against European and Viva Premiership champions. Yeah, but this isn't really... I mean, yes, they're wearing the same shirts as the champions, but there's lots of different players in there. That That is true. But Saracens, the Borg, mm. um, they are known for how well different players integrate into that, that team. That is true, okay. But if you carry on chipping away... Um, yeah, I... I you know, it starts with one, it starts with two, so you've, you know, the front row isn't itself. The second row, the impressive replacements, but, you know, Cruz and Otoji are Cruz and Otoji for a reason. Uh, yeah. Everyone rates Skelton, but I don't think he's of the same class as those two. does things differently as well. Uh, he does things differently, and he, including getting himself yellow-carded for stupid yeah. things, which uh, certainly Cruz or Otoji wouldn't have done that. Would exactly, they? exactly right. Um then there's the back row. Of course, Vanapola not being there is massive. Missing both Vanapolas is huge. Yeah. I mean, Jackson Ray is a fine player, actually. Uh, far better than anyone gives him credit for. But he's... So he, he's really a six, though. I, I don't can't know. help... He, he's not... He's not an explosive number eight. I... What, what do you mean? Like, explosive off the base? Because I don't think... Just, bit- just beating men. Just... In terms of the... So his work rate is outstanding. Yeah. His fitness is outstanding. He picks very intelligent, very good lines. But just in terms of carrying hard, bending the game line, beating men... See, I don't disagree with you there. I think he's a very good car- carrier. When he's talking about ex- explosivity, I'm guessing you mean off the base or something like that. And I think Billy gets away with a lot because he's just so immensely big. Whereas Jackson Ray's lighter. But I actually think he's, you know, he's got better footwork. You know, he's a very good run, uh, uh, runner of a ball. He's a good runner of a ball, but he's nowhere near. So no, he, he's not. He's not. I'm trying not trying to com- trying to compare them. Clearly, you you miss something if you're missing one of the world's best number eights. But yeah, you know, he's not he's not a weak link. Certainly, no, no, he's not a weak link. But you, you're right in the term in the fact that you uh, you lose something. Do you like the way the I back? put forward the idea that they're missing stuff? And when you agree with me, I then row Defend. back and say, "Hang on a minute." <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait there a second. Um, so you can say it wasn't the strongest team Saracens have ever put out, but they've still got a lot of international players right across the board and a huge amount of experience in that pack, in yeah. that, that team. And Scarlets were very good. I, I thought Scarlets played excellently. They played intelligently. Their pack fronted up very well. I was very impressed with Jake Ball. Yes, now Jake Ball's been playing well recently. Yeah. Um, and the thing which makes me laugh about Scarlets is everybody says great backs, not much in the way of forwards. But they've got an entire Welsh international front row. Front row, yeah. They've got Jake Ken, Ball. Ken Owens is a very good player yeah. as well. So I, that doesn't really wash. That doesn't really wash with me. Yeah, um, but the, their backs were excellent. Liam Williams, Scott Williams was outstanding. McNichol looked good. And uh, Hadley Parks as well played very well, selected over over JD2. Well, JD2's not done anything really since he's come back from Claremont. No. Um, Hadley Parks, I think, qualifies for Wales soon, so watch this space. I think he might get a call-up. Really? Yeah, I think so. If he's not already qualified, he is qualifying soon. It's good your Tim's not here. Oh, God, can you imagine? <laughs> um, we might discuss that tomorrow, actually, because of the Denny Saltlamona becoming qualified for... Yeah, why is he qualified for England? Because he's lived in England for three years. I thought it was because he married an English girl. Does that not count? Uh, I think you would then become eligible for citizenship. But um, 
No, he's just lived in England for three years, hasn't he? Got no idea. Is that is that how? I don't know. Um, did you notice uh, um, Liam Williams had what can only be described as a bit of a Ben Botka moment? Uh, Botkering would bo- be the word. I know the Botka moment you're referring to. Go, tell me the moment in the game. Uh, someone kicks through, presumably Saracens, um, <laughs> and Williams picks up the ball. He gets caught in contact and then throws it forward. Oh, yes, I did see that. And he throws it straight to Saracens' player. And everyone else is, of course, offside. Yeah. So they intervene, penalty. Yeah. I, think, I thought they were lucky just to get away with the penalty, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because of where it was on the yeah, pitch. Yeah, and if they, someone just picks it up, they're basically in for a try. Yeah. So, um, and what was the other thing in this? Oh, yeah. Bad times for Alex Good. Yeah, so... Alex Good is injured, right? I hope so. I mean, I don't hope, I don't wish ill health on him. What I mean by that is, I hope he's injured because I don't want to think of him being dropped from England and then from Saracens. Well, there's going to be some pressure on him to get back into the Saracens team because it wasn't Saracens' best performance by any stretch today. Um, but Lazowski was one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know he could do that. No, <laughs> no. And. If you've got that player in your squad, why not use him? God, they are stacked, aren't they? I mean, next year they're going to have Good still. Maitland's a pretty good fullback. He's probably more athletic than all of them in terms yep. of just raw speed, speed and yeah, you know, yeah. power. L- turns out this kid can play fullback pretty well. Yeah. And then you've got Liam Williams. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah, Liam Williams coming into that. Um I do think they they see Liam Williams more as a winger. Probably in the same way as Maitland, he can play... They'll start him as a winger. Because I, I do think their their back three is fairly well defined this season and will remain it next season. It's almost a like... It's not like for like, but it's a, um, Ashton out, Williams in. I think you're right there. I think Williams will do very well of hunting that ball down in the same way that Ashton did. And might, in some respects, be even better. I mean, Ashton is so good at sniffing out those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's try this weekend that uh, just picking exactly the right line off the inside shoulder and finishing it off from 40 yards out. More generic Saracen's point now. When do you think they're going to start? They've got, hang on, let's let's put it in a different way. They've got a cohort of very young, very promising players. Yeah. When do you think they are going to start turning the reins over to these lads? And I'm thinking likes of... Tompkins. Yep. Uh, ben, ben, Spencer. ben Spencer. I mean, the, the, those are the two who I think could start pretty much every week, but they just don't. Yeah, Wigglesworth. They they do prefer Wigglesworth for the big games because um, he's so experienced and his kicking is so important. Um, not that Spencer can't kick; he's a very, very ninety percent goal kicker. Yeah, goal kicking and out of hand. Um, it's a good question. They because another very good example would be Mario Todji who's come in and he's completely taken that shirt. Yeah, he has. Whereas the other guys, they're good and they've got a lot of potential, but they've not done anything to kind of oust the incumbents, really. Mm. Yeah, and it you know it does feel like Mario Otoji has been there now. He's like an ever-present. But this isn't actually the case, is it? I mean, by the time he won the European Cup, I think he had 18 professional games or something ridiculous. Yeah, well... Just over twelve months ago, uh, was the World Cup, and he wasn't even in the squad. No, so that's how 
uh, fast his race to stardom as so that. I'm just assuming that at some point they are going to make the same move with Spencer and Tompkins. Because Tompkins in particular, I think... Well, actually, no. I say in particular, Spencer is a great player. Yeah, Spencer's a very good player. Um, and Tompkins, you know, for, from everything that you hear, is extremely talented. He is. He's a very good player. But no, I just don't think they've... I don't think they've shone as far above as Itoji has done. Uh, and until they do, I think they'll still be used as kind of... It's not even 1A, 1B, because I think they know that Wigglesworth is their start... For the big games, Wigglesworth is their starting scrum half, and for the big games, Barrett and uh, Bosch are their starting centre pairing. Yeah, yeah, so, agreed. Um, now, this really is the last thing on, on this game. How many times in the last play of the game... Can you fall for an inside dummy? <laughs> well, it happened three times in the last five minutes and twice on the very last play. Incredible. It, it, it was quite incredible that Scarlet fell for it, but quite magnificent from Farrell. Oh, this will work three times. <laughs> it was very... It, was, it wasn't Farrell's best game all round. No. Um, but the way he did that at the end... To, the composure to do that uh, and the inside ball obviously to your man uh, Ashton who was tracking him God he's good yeah they'll miss him a lot next year and it's not until he goes that they'll all appreciate how important he really is but he's had uh, 20 weeks of bans in the last 18 months yeah maybe that's the most important thing for him isn't it going because I think he's unfairly targeted yeah I think he's just got a bit of a name and just people don't like him yeah, he's yeah. too he's too northern. Do you know like the way people don't like Sale? Like <laughs> Sale are openly discriminated against by the RFU. Well, he's only <laughs> he's from Wigan, right? And they just don't like northern people. How, how does Owen Farrell and I, I George Ford get hey, away with it? Uh, enough of the facts. <laughs> My facts speak uh, speak louder than yours. Okay, okay. Um, let's draw it to a conclusion there because we are going to be with Tim again tomorrow. We have, let me just uh, tease this, as they say in the radio industry, we've got uh, gossip. I've got some very juicy gossip about Northampton Saints. We've got some juicy gossip about Northampton Saints, which links to Sail Sharks. We've got George Ford. We've got Tim's travels to Bristol. Was it Bristol? It was Bristol, Ashton Gate. Bristol, Paris, Toulon. Yeah. He is Clocked up some air miles, but that is not a bad little weekend. Uh, and also, you can find out about my infringement, my coming undone at the expense of the brand new or week old high shot directives. Ah, you got yellow carded this week, mate. Did you? Yeah, as lucky not uh, not lucky, <laughs> lucky not to pick up a red for for a high shot. Yeah, it was <laughs> it, was, it was a bad one, and I, I, that isn't my not in fact. No, we'll save it for tomorrow. Yeah, because you're not a dirty player. No, not e- not even slightly. I nearly killed, nearly killed a guy. <laughs> that is a tease. Yeah. Uh, until then, you can find us on Acast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. You can find me at Jay Beardmore, and you can find the Facebook page at uh, just type in Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast Egg- on Facebook. There, there you go. And if you want to know what a terrible podcast looks like, go and have a look at our Facebook live feed, which I'm going to be pulling down any <laughs> second now, so you might not even be able to see it. That is what a terrible amateur podcast looks like when you can't phone to Marseille because of medieval, antiquated European Wi-Fi. Thank God for Brexit. Thank God for Brexit. We'll leave you with that thought. Until next week, 
Oh no, it's not tomorrow. Tomorrow. See you, Phil. See you, JB. Bye bye. Bye. JB. Bye bye. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.